What's the story, everyone? Welcome back to GA Fan TV. It is the preview show for this weekend's action in the All Ireland Senior Football Championship. We're going to be looking ahead to some of the big games happening this weekend. Kerry taking on Mayo, always an occasion when Kerry play Mayo, and especially when they play each other in the championship. Galway playing Tyrone as well. Clare will be taking on uh, Donegal, and you've got Sligo against Kildare as well. We will also be looking at some of the weekend's Talchian Cup action as well. Definitely some uh, some interesting games on there nonetheless i suppose uh patrick how's things with yourself uh joined here by patrick sharkey from the yeah. zone uh podcast obviously donegal fan so yeah I'd imagine life probably not too good at the moment for yourself yeah from a donegal football perspective it's not been it's been it's been grim it's been pretty grim like the guy started and I, I'm, I'm gonna sound like a great bandwagon there i'm gonna sound like a great bandwagon jumper but i started Sporting Donegal in 2011 when we won our first Ulster in 19 years. So, you know, so like I've seen all the good days and all the rest of it. Hey, look, that's just the way it is there, you know, especially those of an older generation and those who might have experienced of falling through the noughties and even before 1982 might have more experience, but it's not been, we're definitely going through a rough, rough patch at the minute, not, not there. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of toss, you know, a lot of fuss about, you know, the academy and whatnot. And then it doesn't, it doesn't exactly help, you know, that, of Paddy Carr's resignation and whatnot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely so. And we will get on to that game a little bit later. Obviously, travelling down to uh, to Ennis to play uh, Clare. Um, but I suppose, firstly, obviously, like, I mean, in terms of the, the championship itself, like, what have you made of the championship so far, the provincial championships? I mean, Armagh Derry, obviously, in an Ulster final last week. I mean, that was, a, I suppose, a spectacle, as it always is in, uh, in Ulster finals. Free... Very dull champion, uh, provincial championships, and one uh, Ulster always delivers, you know. Ulster always now, okay, okay, maybe that Armagh down semi final was a bit one sided. Unfortunately, we were on the wrong end of a one sided uh, quarter final, but um, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Ulster once again is the Hernandez and the rest of them. It's not being, you know, it's 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 you just wonder. Is it even, you know, just, you know, I'm not saying, you know, it's nearly a lost cause at this stage, especially in Leicester. I don't want to be that there. Like, but no, still, like, you know, I think, um, you look at the thing you need to take, you know, as a Connacht is that um, Galway probably have showed they are the strongest Connacht team compared to their two neighbours in Ross Common and Mayo. So they definitely are probably going as the strongest team there, but they can definitely both challenge there. And maybe I think it killed off a lot of Mayo hype. And then, I mean, in Leinster, we showed that maybe Kildare aren't a million miles off Dublin, you know, or less. Maybe they just had a good day. Dublin had a bad day, but they still won. But and then they're also, you know, maybe. And then we show in Munster that there's maybe the conversation that maybe Clare the second best and Cork isn't. But league stands would tell you different there. But sure, we'll see how both of them get on in this All Ireland series, and then we can maybe make a better judgment. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, GA Glory says here, how's things, lads? Mad to believe. The All Ireland Championship is uh, nearly underway. Yeah, like in terms of the All Ireland series, yeah, mad, mad to think it's obviously starting yeah. middle yeah. of May. Like it's definitely, definitely uh, something yeah. new. Like the fact that the provincials yeah. are all over and everything else. Yeah. But uh, I suppose looking at the the Kerry and Mayo game first of all. Um, I suppose first of all, like looking at the the Kerry Mayo rivalry down the years, like when these two have played each other. Like mm. I was looking into some statistics. Like Mayo have only beaten Kerry in the championship once since 1996 and that was in 2017 and Mayo have actually only beaten Kerry five times in the championship whereas Kerry have won 19 times so suppose <laughs> Kerry in terms of statistics anyway Kerry sort of having the the lumps the lopsided uh, statistic there but in terms of the rivalry itself like what's is there any standout games you think in your opinion that you, you think of like when you think of Kerry playing Mayo what's the first game that sort of jumps to mind in your opinion first game that sounds um the 2007 All Ireland final, I believe, that was that was um definitely a game and a half there. I think you know, you know they were in the midst of this all, you know, this was probably the most carry were challenged there. And if it wasn't for the dominant Tyrone and Cork teams that were around them and whatnot there, and yeah, that team that you know often struggled in Munster going on on the All Ireland or as there was definitely there. And then maybe, um, I mean that season, you know, just, just I'm just looking back at highlights. You know, I was I was five then. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm an editor. But um, oh, who's that? That 
blonde dude who had a really good season that year. Oh, oh, forget his name, Kieran Sohan. Oh, yeah. the, the name the name's completely gone out of my head as well. You know, you know, you know the lad with the blonde, the man with the blonde hair, really, really good for a good season there. But yeah, um, I think last year's game in the championship, yeah. Kieran McDonald was the name you were thinking. Kieran McDonald, Kieran McDonald. Last year's game in the championship was, you know, I think it was a good game, but I think it was only disappointing because we had the greatest championship game of, I think, my lifetime beforehand in our Mac Galway. Yeah. So then that raised the bar so high, like, and I think it was a bit, we, that, that, that roller coaster of a game just, you know, lowered down our expectations. But, you know, I still think it was a good game there. All our certain carry showed their dominance there. and But then ones that Mayo fans would like would be. Obviously, the 2017 game, as you mentioned there, it was when Mayo made a massive statement and all the rest there. Being out a team, you know, that were three years after winning the All-Iron there, they, they still had a good core of the team there, but they were probably, I think they were one year before David Clifford broke onto the senior team and all the rest there. So it was a transitional carry team, but, you know, I remember a lot of hype wines there. But yeah, and the, the league game this year as well was eccentric, which in uh, Mayo absolutely dispatched carrying Killarney, but I don't think it's going to happen this time. Yeah, because I remember the 2017 one. The 2017 one was definitely a surprise because that was the year where Mayo were scrapping through the qualifiers against like Derry when it wasn't the same Derry as what we've seen today and and then Cork and, and everything else. They were barely getting over the line and not many mm. people gave them a chance uh, against against Kerry that day. And yeah, obviously the game in the Gaelic grounds is one that stands out for me as well. I mean, that was a like a, a mad game, obviously unique ground and everything else. The fact that it was in the, the Gaelic grounds and all are in semi-final little bit controversial maybe but that was a mental game you think of mayo mick jumping on the pitch and everything else like it was, uh, that was a bit of a mad one yeah yeah that that, oh, that was mental too like you know your man there that obviously you know that was etching the head there and you know he later went on the mid even though he was banned from games he still went in wearing a wig so it's just the way it goes there but no that was essentially you know went to the number going racer and you know, that also leads to a point, you know, that the drawing um, semi-final as well in Crow Park was good in all sir. And then it got to the whole conversation whether replays were necessary in all because I know Crow Park had an American football game designed for the Saturday they had um, put away for replays. So, you know, and then that led to a conversation there. And, you know, I don't know if we'll ever see replays again so deep in the competition. Yeah, yeah, no, it's an interesting point, all right, as well. Like, especially, like, you, you think we wouldn't have got that game um you know in, in today's in today's format because it would have went to extra mm. time and, and then possibly penalties but yeah in terms of this game obviously Kerry against Mayo in Killarney I mean I suppose an interesting one because Mayo like after the season that they've had in the league and everything else like they were looking very very strong obviously a bit of a setback against Ross Common Kerry on the other hand side we, we don't really know with Kerry because they they didn't obviously treat the league seriously yeah. at all Clifford was barely playing. Like the lads, it took a, a while for you know Paulie Clifford, Paul Gainey all to get up to speed. They completely blitzed Claire, but can you read too much into that? I'm not sure. So it's a hard one to predict at the same time because you don't really know what level both teams yeah. will be at. Like it's been a long time since Mayo played as well, like a month and a half, I think, since they played. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think the six speak break's gonna hurt Mayo. Now, first of all, it's in Kerry, which goes into that at Darren. I think it's gonna be I actually think, you know, Kerry going to win all comfort. You know, I don't think it's going to be some tight clash. I, I'm not saying Mayo couldn't get to an All-Ireland final. You know, obviously they're not going to win the All-Ireland. But, you know, I just think, you know, I say it every year, like, but um, I think, you know, would just, uh, I, I, I've never really bought into that hype wagon as much as, you know, they, like, won the league. But, I look, I, I think, yeah, I think Kerry's going to be there, you know. Clifford, both the Cliffords are in full form, you know, Shawnee O'Shea and all the rest, like, they have a full panel on the RSU, and they've been able to, you know, take it easy in Munster. I may, maybe they, they took it up a notch against Clare, but I still think, you know, Kerry have far too much. Like, you know, this is this is the exact same team that won the All-Ireland. They're the same team that won, actually, the quadruple last year, all four competitions, you know. Obviously, it maybe took a toll on them at the start of this year, but, look, you know, this is Kerry. This is vintage Kerry, so I absolutely think there will be no doubt uh, Kerry are going to come through um, on the better side of this draw. Yeah, like, do you, do you think Kerry are going under the radar maybe ever so slightly at the same time? Because, like, as we were saying there, like, I think all the hype was around Mayo earlier in the year, ever so slightly. I know Mayo fans will say there was not that much hype within their own fan base. It was maybe just people from the, yeah. from the outside hyping them up. But, 
like Galway, there's a lot of hype around them. Derry, yeah. to a certain extent. Um, whereas with Kerry, they're just kind of they're they're going under the radar, and they are all Ireland champions. I think I think everyone is yeah. backing them to have a yeah. good season, but there just isn't a huge amount of hype around them. And maybe it's because it is Kerry; it's kind of expected to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, I I'd, I'd be hypocritical if I talk about fans giving their own teams a lot of hype. But um, I do think um, that, uh, yeah, absolutely, I would have to give Kerry the full back in, in a game like this here. I really I really think, you know, Kerry have everything that matters to make it make it happen. And, um, you know, I really, I just, I just, you know, I think Mayo are good, like, you know. But, you know, as Joe Brawley said, they're a lottery. You don't know what to expect from them. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and give my yeah I just, I just you know I think you know milk could be good in parts of ours, but like Kerry are embarrassed about that game where they got dispatched in the league. I don't think that that they take that too lightly again beat home you know because obviously they want to make you know Killarney a fortress and everything and they're not gonna let it happen again you know no not no no way like you know but I, I you don't know like you know Kerry I think if they made in a semi final there's a chance Mayo could win in Crow Park you know. But when it comes to that, there, no, nah, I think it's just it's a, it's a step too far for me. I'm afraid. Yeah, and I suppose it'll be be interesting as well to see who, I suppose, picks up David Clifford or, or stops David Clifford. Like when you look at it, obviously, Podrick O'Hara, yeah. the man to, to pick him up last year. You've seen the the battles between them. Like I mean, may, like what Mayo do with Clifford as well is going to be such an interesting one because he, he's yeah. unmarkable at times. We see how good he is and. In fairness to Kerry, like they have other good good players as well. Like Tony Brosnan's come on very well this year. Paul Ganey, when you know, is is at his best. So, like Walsh Mayo will be focused on trying to stop David Clifford to a certain extent. There's so much to stop with, with yeah. Kerry. So, if Mayo go into that game looking about you know stopping David Clifford as their main man, you know, I think it's a bit of a rookie mistake, you know, because as you mentioned, Kerry have a lot of talent. All right, David's the best, but doesn't mean doesn't mean there's others. You know, I think you know even if you duck. Clever other team, they would still have a chance, but I think you know, I still think that, yeah, it's, it's still like no, I think we, we we saw how they linked up against Claire and all the rest, that what they can do and all the rest there. And yeah, I think the Clifford brothers are serious there, you know, Sean Shazer and all the rest. Like, and still, like, I think you know, the Kerry midfield still in strong shape despite David Moran going away there. I still think you know. They can win battles in midfield and all the rest. But Padre Gohura, great, great, great footballer and all the rest there. But I think um, Mayo are lacking a Lee Keegan type player to really shore up the defense. Now, I just think it's an experience. I'm not saying they're bad players. I have no doubt there's a few potential Lee Keegans. But I think they have a youthful defense. Their defense isn't, you know, it'd be hard to get that there. Like, you know, the rest there. Answer, but you know how you know if you have a clutch player like Aidan O'Shea <coughs> and all the rest, and you have him sitting around the D playing the role that probably Michael Murphy probably should have played with Donegal in his later years, you could have <coughs> a tight battle. But I, you know, at the end of the day, you know, as Pascalan says, you can work on defensive stuff all you want there, but it's always the better forward who's going to win you games. Yeah, like I, I do agree as well. Like I think it is a like I think Mayo have shown good signs defensively at times this year, like with mm. with some of their defenders. But it is a very youthful defense, like in terms of David McBrien. I think he was in there and the Hessian. These lads, like it is, it is quite youthful since they've lost the likes of Keith Higgins and Lee Keegan. Um, obviously new goalkeeper in there and Colm Reap. Be interesting to see if he's starting. Um, but yeah, like you'd imagine Clifford, Paul Ganey, like especially with the fact that this game is in Killarney as well. Like I think that's the big swing. Like this was in McHale Park. I'd maybe look at it and think, well, maybe Mayo might be able to do something here with the fact that they're at home. Yeah. Uh, albeit Mayo fans will say the record there in championship games in the last few years actually isn't that great. But with the fact that it's in Killarney, like Kerry fans are going to bring the noise. And you know, like the fact that the players haven't had much to get up for so far this year, you know for certain they're going to get up for this one. Exactly. And um, I think, yeah, no, 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 they have, they have to get up for... For a game like this here, because um, nobody wants the pain of playing a preliminary quarterfinal. You know, this is yeah. this round of 16 um, thing there. So, absolutely, they absolutely want to avoid that at all costs. So, I have absolutely no doubt that both of them 
will absolutely go to war for getting ORS there. But no, no, I, I don't don't do an ORS there. But Kerry, Kerry just wouldn't be playing in a game like that there. I think Mayo more experience of going the longer, you know, there used to be a backdoor team. A lot of these teams were part of the, you know, Stephen Rochford backdoored her. You know, they I think they were like the most minutes of any championship team one year. They broke in history. And I, I know a lot of that's going to be broken out because of a longer championship, obviously. But I think, um, yeah, I think, you know, Stephen Rochford knows about playing their long run stuff like so. I don't think they'll be too bothered there. And I think, you know, they'll put, you know, both of them are going to get two points against, be it Cork or Life. So I don't think it's the end yeah. of the world for Mayo, but still, yeah. Yeah, no, I, th- I think so as well. Like, uh, well, what margin of victory are you thinking then? How many points are you thinking? You think it'll be comfortable enough? Between the 10 and 12 mark for Kerry. Wow. Yeah, that's harsh. That's harsh. Go. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to give it the, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I don't, I, think, I, I, I don't know. I don't think the Mayo fans would be too happy there to, to, to hear that. Um, but yeah, no. but I suppose a win is a win. Like, I do fancy Kerry. I don't think it'll be as much. I think maybe three or four, maybe. Um, but I yeah. do think it'll be comfortable enough for, for Kerry, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I think they'll control the game very well. Yeah, and and as you said, it's not the end of the world for Mayo. They, w- I think they they will beat Loud and Cork. I think they will get to to the quarterfinals uh, of the All Ireland series as well. I think they'll beat one of the third place teams. Um, so they will. Uh, they will be enough. Uh, Denise says up oh, Mayo if Ahmed McLaughlin starts or comes in. I think he'll disturb David Clifford's game plan. And uh, yeah, she's also asking for you to uh, to to go after uh, after what you were saying there. Uh, Shane saying Kerry be shocked having to play uh, three competitive games in a row against decent opposition. Derry for Sam. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean that could be an interesting point, all right. Um, but then again, Kerry have been playing these teams in Division One. They just haven't yeah. really. Yeah. They just haven't been at it, to be fair. Um, but yeah, no, I think we're we're both going with a Kerry victory there. Looking at Galway against Tyrone, I suppose the I suppose the other game that's part of a double header yep. on GEA Go on Saturday. Um, and it's another. I mean, it's another one as well where you look at it and think like, obviously Armagh are in this group, so maybe there's a bit more jeopardy uh, for whoever loses this one. But at the same time, another big big game, two contenders, mm. Tyrone. You never quite know what you're going to get with them. Whereas Galway are probably the front runners, possibly even maybe most people's favourites now to potentially win win the All Ireland and. If they can get, if they can beat Tyrone this weekend, that'd be a big statement. Yeah, they give themselves a good sixty minutes against Kerry last year, so I think they can definitely rattle a few cages and Salt Hall against Tyrone. No better statement to make, you know. I, I do think, you know, I do think double, I do think all they're going to win smaller margin than Kerry. We'll get that later, but um, and I know you put the title there. Tyrone to upset Galway. I don't think Tyrone beating Galway would be the world's biggest upset by any means. I understand you've clickbait and stuff. And that's, that's me as a Donegal man defending Day Road. But it's not exactly the world's big. <laughs> but um, I do think um, that, no, I think Galway have too much quality in RS there. And um, Tyrone, like, they got... Um, I don't want. To, I don't want to say they got an easy All Ireland because there's they're really especially when there was no back door, but you know that they got through against Donegal at a time when there was Michael Murphy red carded. Now it was completely his fault. I am not. I'm not suggesting otherwise, right? But that was you know a fourteen man Donegal there, and you know they were were talking to the wire with Galway, and then they played their kid hurt her tricks against. Kerry and last year they struggled, but I do you know what they're still a quality team there, and I still think you know Dark Canavan, many other players still a quality there. Like, but I think you know Shane Walsh was obviously missing a good period of the league there, but he came back for championship, and it's like he's never been away, has it really? Like, you know, he's still a quality, quality footballer there. You know, oh, and I'm sure, sure his local club Kilmacud will all be written for Galway, <laughs> but um, I'm sure. No, I think you know Shane Walsh. Matthew Tierney and Damien Comer, or if you have those three up front, now I think Tyrone have a good, maybe a more balanced team throughout the team. But I think if you get those three up front, it's 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 game over. I really really, you know, I think you know that's that's ultimately going to be the edge, you know. And like I'm sure Neil Morgan and they've 
you know, Podrick Hampsey and Kieran McGeary, they've some really good defenders, Tyrone and all the rest, like, but that defence, that attack would absolutely bother anyone in the country. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Like, and in fairness, like, uh, yeah, because even when I was putting in the title and I was putting Toronto upset, oh, it was almost, I was almost thinking in my head, it's definitely not a, an upset as such, but, and, and it is mad to think, like, a few years ago, Toronto were, were all Ireland champions, and I think in the same year, Galway were relegated to Division 2, so it is quite mad how their fortunes have switched around a little bit in the space of, of just a couple of years, but, yeah, as you were saying there, like, I mean, with Tyrone, like, they, as you said there, like, they do have a lot of quality, a lot of brilliant players in the likes of Dara McCurry, Dara Canavan, as you said before, midfield-wise with Con Kilpatrick, Brian Kennedy, Podrick Hampsey on his day, top, top class cornerback. Um, but you just you just don't know what you're going to get with Tyrone, and that's the hard one is, like, against Monaghan, like, I thought they played well, but at the same time, defensively, they were just absolutely cut open, and... Yeah. That's not something you'd normally associate with Tyrone. Like normally Tyrone, yeah, defensively strong, brilliant on the counter attack. Whereas this year, like they seem to be just quite hit and miss, and they seem like if you get on top of them and you make life tough for them, they do seem to crumble a little bit. Absolutely, like they battered Donegal and Oma, but um, they just I see the Solomon like they were they're really good in all rest like in our SR, but. I think, you know, we had a good, and we made bad use of it, but we had a good lot of our ball in their half. So I think, you know, I don't think they get in the ball enough, but they make good use of the ball. So that, that that's, that's if, if you get what I mean. So mm. I think, you know, we're tell your own, it's not that they don't have any bad forwards or any bad defenders. They just, they just get talking out easily. You know, they just need to keep the ball in the opposition half more. I think the ball's in their half too, too much. Like, I don't think they're being ripped wide open. It's just if you, you know, if you throw enough muck at a pig, some of it's going to stick, and that's what's happening when they allow Monaghan, the likes of Monaghan and other teams, right into their their half of the pitch, like an RS there. So I do think there's that um, there, you know, and not like, but yeah, I think you know if you put Ronan McNamee and someone, there could be a shake of one RS there, but. Uh, I really like. I, I really want to. You know, I'm, I'm not just saying that. You know, but it's in Salt Hill and all the rest. If it was in Oma, I would give them a chance. But the Salt Hill factor. You know, this is always one home game. They're probably their last Salt Hill game of 2023. So I've no doubt. You know, that they're gonna go out of their way to win everything there. And as always, they don't want to be involved in a preliminary. Um, quarterfinal and all the rest there, and they know Armagh has a bone to pick after last year and Tyrone and Armagh yeah. is going to be a pretty intense game there as as well so like mm, I don't think I don't think it's going to be clean sailing for either of them like but go, go it will be desperate off there and I think you know this is I think they've actually improved since the All-Ireland campaign of last year so yeah I'm going to have to give them my full load of confidence and you know a season of division one football under their belt you know it's only going to do them favors where they lost the final even yeah Keane says here Galway to win this one but Galway and Toronto to be the top two in this group yeah to be honest with you like I'm very very split on it like I think I think I said in my predictions video that Toronto would win but I think I said on the JMAC podcast that Galway would win I don't know why <laughs> I, I managed to, it was almost like I forgot I gave a prediction to, that Toronto would win so to, I, I think yeah. I think to be honest I might go to full set and go for a draw um, just give a different prediction in, the, in each yeah. video to be honest with you uh, because it's a it's a really really hard one to call like I think Toronto will raise their stand Standards. And I think a, yeah. a wounded Tyrone is always a, a dangerous Tyrone. And how many times down the years they they seem to relish these type of games where it's proven people's people wrong, siege mentality. But at the same time, from a Galway perspective, like defensively, they've hugely improved. Yeah. Um, as you said, like Matthew Tierney, Damian Comer, both, both two players in, in in tremendous form. They've added Peter Cook back into their side. Paul Conroy's brilliant on his day. Like so, from a Galway perspective, from one to fifteen, like physically, I think they're like a few years ago. You'd worry whether physically they could match Tyrone and what they brought to the game. But whereas now you look at them and think, like they they look like a seasoned team. They look like a, a much more experienced team rather than I think when Porrick Joyce was bringing Galway up at the start, they looked like a flashy team. But I didn't know if they had much backbone or bottle in the yeah. team. 
Whereas now they seem to have that. Yeah, the whole reason Padraig Joyce was brought in the first place because, well, first of all, he won the All-Ireland with the under-20s, but he wanted, it was by taking these lads up and bringing them up and, you know, feeding them into, you know, some of the first team that was already there along the... bit down but um i would have to yeah but you know so that's what i think there i think they're definitely down the right path there and um i happen to think with tyrone that mickey hart knew something was coming because um i mean when he was talking about his resignation they were offering him for years when he wanted one year to stay on it was nearly as if there was only one year to get the best out of tyrone and nearly like it was all gonna fold afterwards so maybe you know did, did maybe Fergal Logan and Brian Deher jump on a sinking ship I don't know but um I uh, like yeah this this Galway team you know I think the All-Ireland would have come through soon for them last year in RS there because you, you think about the lack of experience there like now they have all that experience under their belt it's probably maybe similar to Donegal's 2011 campaign or whatnot you know and Kerry's 2019 campaign, sometimes teams just need that year where they just about fall short, and then they can go go to town next time once they have that experience. And I think, you know, it's Galway's ready for the All-Ireland, but I'm I'm still back in Dublin to win it, but I have no doubt Galway on their day could get to another All-Ireland final. Yeah, yeah. So what are you, what are you thinking then? What's the margin of victory? You're back Five points for Galway. Five, Five points. points. Yes, yeah. but, more, but more modest. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you know I'll I'll, I'll stick to my my prediction with Tyrone winning. I just have a sneaky feeling they're gonna cause a bit of an upset and Galway are gonna be caught yeah. in the in the trenches ever so slightly. But at the same time, I do think Galway will still have enough to to progress in the uh, second place and go into as you said that dreaded uh, preliminary uh, quarter four round of twelve or whatever whatever they're gonna be calling it. And yeah. um, there we go, there we go. I suppose we'll move on then to the game featuring uh, your own county, which is obviously clear. Uh, against Donegal, um, I suppose it's been a yeah, it's been a very disappointing season from a from a yeah. Donegal perspective. Obviously relegated in Division One. The only win came on the opening day uh, against Kerry, um, and then obviously in the Championship, the Ulster Championship, you lose to Down, which you know for for years yeah. you never would have expected Donegal to lose yeah, to Down, exactly. Um, which which was just mad, but. Yeah, like the result probably wasn't even that big of a surprise considering where Donegal were, to be fair. But what were your thoughts on on that down defeat? And I suppose, what are you thinking going into this one away to Clare? Don't get me wrong. Like we, we, I think we had the youngest team that started in the Ulster Championship, so I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, but I'm not going to use some silly line, like, you know, we're a team in transi- transition, you know. Like there's a down team that didn't win a single game last year in any competition. I'm not here to beat them out, you know, and they still, you know, all right, they have definitely improved this year, and I'm not saying otherwise, and all credit to um, Connor Laverty bringing through a lot of the Kilku lads, you know, they're definitely the complete product now, like, but still not doing division, you know, division um, promotion to Division 2 there, and um, that early Jason McGee goal, you know, I think, but I think Donegal just got a bit of complacent and stuff, like, but, you know, and yeah, down worked for it harder, and they got up there, you know, the rest there. So yeah, up, up, absolutely there, you know. And um, it's it's been very very tough to see it there. Like you know, if, if I was the only goal player on that panel there, I would honestly you know look like getting that G one sort of and going out to play play in America for the summer, like because that was just wasn't you know anything to behold. But um, yeah. It's not. Um, yes. Yeah. Was there a bit of problems there? But yeah. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> Apologies there, folks. The uh, the internet is gone, so uh, we're just gonna have to wing it off the phone for a couple of minutes. I don't know what is going on with my internet. To be perfectly honest with you, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you were you were saying, anyways. I I just <laughs> I I was just saying you know, it wasn't it wasn't that good. You know the early Jason McGee goal. I think got a bit complacent. For doing all the rest there, and I think we we made them look good. You know, we seen against Armagh that I'm not here to go have a go at down. They're definitely work in progress, and I think the best of down is yet to come. And um, we'll get talking to them about the Talton Cup later. But 
you know, if, if I was a player watching that, you know, I'd look at a game my J1 sorted and going to, you know, Donegal, Boston, Donegal, New York, Donegal, Philadelphia in the summer, like, because it's going to be a pretty short summer for Donegal, like, you know, <laughs> it's really like, you know, and I, <laughs> we don't wear the dreaded um, preliminary quarterfinal, like, we don't even have to worry about this year. <laughs> we, we don't have to worry about anything. But, um, look, yeah, it's been, you know, I know Paddy Kerr before he said he resigned, you know, the whole academy thing didn't impact them. But it's clearly, it's clearly impacting somebody and all the rest there. And I don't think it probably, you know, like, <laughs> I know Aidan O'Rourke was there in the early days of Armada there. And, you know, he helped get life to semi finals of Division 2 when it was there. But, it's tough. It's tough to tell. Like, I'm just going to look for the comments now. But, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. But, mm, <laughs> yeah, I, I just yeah. cannot see. So, you know, I just cannot see going there. Like, it's it's, it's, it's hard to excuse it there. Like, in Donegal or even um, Adrian O'Rourke's refusing to take interviews this weekend, you know. So, that tells you. <laughs> that tells you what's going on there if he's not you know willing to speak to the media there it's just it's it's nearly embarrassing yeah yeah and i know you you were speaking there and i probably missed some of what you said but like ultimately where where do you think where do you think it's gone wrong for for donegal this year because as we as you were saying there and as we were saying in general like when you look when you look at donegal like they were in an ulster final last year and they were obviously beaten mm quite narrowly by Derry, the, the current reign and champions. And like on another day, you could have beat them. Like that went to extra time. Could have very, we could have possibly went to penalties. It was a very, very close game. And I know obviously yeah. Michael Murphy's since, uh, you know, retired and everything else. And Paddy McBurthy's been injured, Um, you know, a big injury for him. But like your squad's changed a little bit, but, but I don't think it's changed hugely. I know Declan mm -hmm. Bonner's left as well, obviously as manager. You had... Paddy Carr come in there for a for a brief period of yeah. time, but it's hard to really look at it and understand like where like from from a fan as a fan of Donegal, where yeah. like where do you think it's 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 gone wrong because it's been it's been some dip in fairness. Yeah, like because <laughs> this whole academy for you know that's about lads between fourteen and sixteen that shouldn't be impacting the current Donegal squad. Really, it really shouldn't. Like you know, it's. You know, you can have all the excuses you want in the world, and all but I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, are are, are the players not buying in to Adrian O'Rourke? You know, um, I believe you know that you know Paddy Carr was talking about you to like a lot of player power and all the rest. Like, you know, it's not that you know. So maybe there's a lot of, you know, now Adrian O'Rourke and Paddy Carr came in on separate tickets and ended up combining. Was there a bit of toxicness within the camp? You know, among them, it's hard to be sure. Like, you know, but. I just don't know. Like Ryan McHugh's a big loss, but once again, I don't think he is. You know, a one man team. Like you know, he's obviously gone out um, to America for work opportunities. But if if there was any year where, where he would do it, it should be this year. And um, it's there. Like, and I don't think. Now, I love no. Um, I do like what do you call him. Joe McGinnis, and I'm not going to disrespect him, but I do think it was disrespectful when he came on, you know, trying to talk about, you know, how they rejected him. I thought it was, you know, it was very upsetting. And within a few days, Paddy Carr was gone. And it was like, you know, it was nearly as if, you know, they're trying to run it down there, you know, with all the rest of it. But, you know, the only results we got were against the two, the two All-Ireland finalists to last year. So, we just, we just lacked the same, you know, fighting spirit that we had before like and you know i'm gonna have to blame murphy not being there but i think we became i blame it another year being too dependent on michael murphy i think we need or we needed long-term plan to work out a future without michael murphy and all the rest there and but i think you know patty mcburdy should be a player that sits on the d like you know they shouldn't be making him as you know the all-out attacker and all the rest like and um no it's, it's hard, like, you know, and I think moving Hugh McFadden to forward, he's better as a midfielder. You know, I like Hugh McFadden, great footballer, great person, but he's a, he's a much better midfielder than that there. And I think Jason McGeek will do a great job as a half forward. So I think that tactical change, like, I, I don't know what Adrian, maybe Adrian works his song of training, I don't like, but I'm just not buying into him being a forward. I'm really not, like, you know, and, um, 
Stephen McMenamin, you know, has constantly been rushed back from fitness. You know, sometimes he's failing fitness tests, got all the ability in the world, you know, and he's been a massive player for us recently. So I'll, I'll, I'll go by that point as well, yeah. Yeah, I'll just run through some uh, some comments here. Noel made a good point here earlier. He said, Kerry are the reigning All-Ireland champions and they're playing at Fitzgerald Stadium, Clarny, a venue they haven't lost at. Lost the championship game at since 1995, so quite the uh, statistic there. But I suppose it is worth thanks, reminding thanks that almost all those games were probably in Munster. Uh, in fairness, <laughs> yeah. it is it is still a great great statistic. Um, nonetheless, uh, Dublin is great as Galway won 11, Throne won 14, yeah. Mayo 216, one. Kerry 114. So definitely, definitely an interesting prediction there, uh, Claire. Anthony Gall will be a draw, says Dublin is great. And uh, also some praise for you there. He says, who is your guest? He is, uh, oh, he is great. There we go. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely um, give you give you an L plug at the at the end of the show the anyway, end. where people can can go and find you. Uh, Gavin says, yeah. free play to back up Toronto to win the group. I just couldn't trust them. Very unreliable. They probably are, in fairness. Um, but ultimately then, do you think you'll have enough to be clear? Because... Like Claire, yep. in fairness, Claire, a very good team, especially in Ennis. I know they got beat by by Kerry um quite comfortably, but I think it was one of them where you know it is against Kerry, Munster final, mm. tough occasion, everything else. Um, but you think like look, but but with it, like with Claire, because they're gonna be hungry, yep. they're gonna bring energy, mm. they're gonna bring the fight. And I'm not so sure if Donegal yep. are, to be honest with you. If down can be yep. Donegal, Claire can definitely do it. Yeah, yeah. That's I've 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 been clear winning it. And you know, and anyone who's in previous episodes, I've often, you know, overhyped Donegal, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna say say it as a as like, you know, I just say it's not no. Because you have to look at the teams around Claire's level and you know, you look at down third in division two, Claire second bottom, no third in division three and Claire second bottom in division two. So they're about the same level, you know, both of them are gonna be going hammer and tongues to get up to division two next year. So, they're two teams at the exact same level as us, as I was as Zamlik, you know. So, um, I, I'm gonna have to back Claire there, and you know, it's gonna be a big time that they're there. And when's the last time Donegal's won an away game? <laughs> I, I, um, Jesus, when was the last time? Oh, I didn't mean to, uh, the last time Donegal's won an away game. Let me think, think, um. Yeah, I mean, we've won, year, we've, yeah. we've won we've won neutral games like we obviously beat um we beat Cavan away uh, in in Clonus. I mean if that counts, but I mean I know it's neutral. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 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 you're right there. You know, we we're not even winning home games now game there. So yeah. But yeah, we still have good players at our disposal, but uh, it's just it's just not gonna be you know, it's as as strong. Like I just, I just don't see Donny. You know, I, I'm just gonna have to judge off current performances on their hiding song because Adrian Rourke isn't even speaking to the media, and I'm gonna give Claire all the backing you because I, I think they've a, they, they do have a great team, you know, and I do think you know they they were very unlucky against Dublin. I know they got relegated, but you know they mm-hmm. have a great team, you know, and Colin Collins are like sir, like this is a, this is a team that beat Ross Con last year, you know, and. Like Derek Keneally will have his, you know, as we're caught out and all the rest there. And, you know, even looking Aaron Griffin, Joe McGann, Mark McKerney, Kieran Downs, Keeling Sexton. Like these are top forwards, you know, and they could easily go toe to toe far forwards, you know, and, you know, even Darbo Hunman midfield and Darren O'Neill as well. Like, you know, so, you know, he, he obviously looks good for Aero Guinness, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I think so as well. I know Cleary, as we've seen on his day, is is a, is a top class forward. Um, in fairness, Dublin is great. He's asking are you from Donegal or Tyrone. He's uh, he is a Donegal man, so uh, I'm a Donegal man. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the 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 first or last time you'll get mistaken to be a Tyrone man. Uh, <laughs> um, I've I've had people who think I was from Derry Tyrone. I've once had someone think I was from Cavan, which is which, which is strange. <laughs> but I, I can I can understand Derry Tyrone because we border them. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, no. I suppose anyway to wrap it up in that game. I think oh yeah, fancy clear, fancy clear to win yeah. by by two, by two or three points. Uh, last game from the All Ireland series is Sligo against Kildare. Um, I suppose like it's it's gonna be tough for Sligo. Like I do feel a bit sorry for them being in this group, like or being in the 
the group stages. I know it's great for them, like they got to a Connacht final and it, it's brilliant for them and all the rest. But at the same time, like they're not, they, you know, against Dublin and Roscommon, what, what's going to happen? They're probably going to get beat quite comfortably. This game's in Markovic yeah. Park, like Kildare, like Kildare at times, you, you don't know what you're going to get from them, but I, I, they surely must be too strong to be Sligo. Like they do have good players and following mm-hmm. on from that performance against Dublin, where they nearly did beat yeah. Dublin at Crow Park, you know, they would have went on to win yeah. the Leinster Championship. So, like, I, I think Kildare, with the players that they have in, in Jimmy Hoyle and Daniel Flynn, as long as they're starting, like, even without them starting, I think they win. But as long as them two start, I think it will be comfortable. What do you think? I'm going to go against the green here. And it's on me to predict the I'm going to go for a draw. Because I think, I think Kildare, they always drop down to their opposition's level. Whoever Kildare play, they always play at the same level as their opposition. It doesn't matter. Like, I, like I know that was good performance against Dublin, but they had other good performances in like Super Eights and stuff where they went toe to toe and sometimes even beat strong opposition. But that's always the Kildare way to do that, you know. And it's just, it's but you know, it must be frustrating being a Kildare fan, and you know, and that's me coming from Nottingham because you know they're gonna just drop down to their level there. But like they are a soccer team, you know. Oh. I think you know it's just it's 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 crazy like just the way they you know go on and, and like we've seen division two like they were being mopped around and you know they they, they were nearly on the brink of division three so like you know they, they struggle like you know and this is going to be Sligo's big game you know they're they're going to struggle against Ross Common and Dublin you know that's the Markovic game you know it's probably the biggest game in Markovic Park since was the twenty fifteen Connacht final held there. Oh, I would say it's probably yeah. the biggest game in the last decade in Markovic Park, you know. Oh, and all rest and now both teams are gonna have their under twenty, all Ireland finalists available, but I don't know, I don't know if they'll be better in that quick and we might see the effects last year, but you know, we have to remember this Sligo team, like in their last ten games they've only lost one game. Uh it was against Galway, you know. So and I understand it's division four and then they went in playing New York and a division four team in the shape of London again in championship. So it's hard to tell, like in all the rest, like, but you know they're quite convincing against um, Wicklow and all the rest there. So not, I, I have a weird feeling that Sligo are going to get get a draw there because you know they they started quite brightly against Galway. You know they'll go full out attacks, so I know there, but they might they'll be a bit more sensible at the defensive side of things. That's, I know, I know it's yeah, yeah. I mean, look, at, I, I I do get your point at the same time. Like I think when you look at. Like, even when Kildare played Wicklow, for example, I know they beat them quite comfortably in the end, but I think they were three, four points up at half time. Like, it wasn't playing sailing and it was keeping an eye on Scorpio and everything else. Like, it wasn't a, a complete dominance from Kildare. Um, and I suppose when they played Limerick, like, they, it wasn't the most convincing performance from what I heard, even from, from speaking with some Limerick fans. Um, but I think at the same time, like, Sligo have played, as you said, London, New York, Division 4 sides all year. They haven't played, like, the stat, even like I know Kildare Division Two side, you know, but they just haven't played the team, you know, the standards of the of these yeah. kind of teams of the likes of Kildare. I know they played Galway in a Connacht final and obviously were beaten quite comfortably. But to be fair to Sligo, like they, they were competitive, like they, they they did give it to, to to Galway at times, and especially with the fans behind them, like in mm. Marshall Park, Sligo, Passionate County, like I don't think it will be plain sailing for Kildare. But I think the quality of their players, the quality of their forwards, like they should, they should have enough, in my opinion, to to you know phys- physically yeah. as well. I think they've they've come on strong, strong. You know they were competing with Dublin very well physically, so like they should have enough for for Sligo. But you're saying a draw? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to go against the green. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, Keane says here uh, Sligo to win. Markovich Park is a tough place to go. Glenn Ryan should be happy. It's uh, it's not in uh, it's not in Crow Park. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, Dublin is great. Yeah, I think that's just a reply to uh, to a different different comment. Kildare will edge it, says uh, says Jack. Yeah, like it. It's a, it's a hard one to know. Like like I I I wouldn't be surprised if Kildare turned it on and won by you know eight nine points. It wouldn't be a big big surprise. But like with Kildare, like, I think what. what what when when Kildare started a lot of games poorly in my opinion against Cork against Derry I don't think Dublin put it on them I don't think Dublin were at their best I think if Dublin really 
up the gear and up the ante. I think they probably could have beat Kildare a lot more comfortably than they did. Um, I just don't think Dublin were really bothered with that game. But like that's the thing with Kildare, as you said, like dropping their standards and everything else. You just don't know what you're going to get with them at the best of times. Exactly. Exactly. You know that that's the thing. You, you know, if they could go toe to toe with anybody, or you know, but they never. They never go out, to, you know. They're there in all and they obviously have their mind on Ross Common, and um, what do you call it? And, and Dublin, obviously as well. L, which um, has been well, I know no Dublin comes next there, so I'm not just going to say they're going. I know they're going to put the best fifteen possible out there, but you know, you look at the way, you know, Kevin Feely's been rushed back from injury, and he's good footballer as well. Like, but yeah, yeah, we'll. we'll We'll, we'll get to the Talton Cup after this, but I just think, you know, uh, it's 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 going to be really, really hard to see um, anything go on there. Like, I, just, I know, it's, it's, I, just, I just have, I just have this weird feeling, I, I this, this weird sex sensor, and, you know, I'd be, it's, you know, I, I make about a hundred, bold predictions a year and about one of them come true and I hail myself as a genius so and, and, and none of them seem to be coming true so far so I have to maybe just go out in that level so far and all the rest like, but I think you know it's Sligo's only chance to get a point you know maybe sneaking into that preliminary quarter final you know so that's that's my thing there like so the Sligo this is the biggest game of their lives but they're there they're not going to take it as serious so it's all it's it's, it's all up here I think but if it was, you know, if it was strike knockout, I'd back there, but it's only the group stage, so no, not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an in- interesting point, all right. And, and I suppose, yeah, like Kildare could be looking ahead to, to that Dublin game to try and get some sort of revenge. Russ Commons is obviously links there with Davy Burke and everything else, so may- maybe they might get caught thinking, uh, thinking further ahead. But uh, Mikey says, will the Sligo Dublin game, neutral game, be in Crow Park? I don't think so, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, I think it, I'm not too sure where it is. Breffney Park, I think, would probably yeah. be the ideal yeah. place to play. But, Good place, yeah. but we'll see, see, see what happens. Uh, I wonder how many of the under 20s last weekend will be involved in this match. It's a good point. Good point. Definitely could yeah. be a few Sligo players potentially uh, involved. Um, but yeah, you're going for a draw. I'm going to go for a Kildare win. But yeah, I think I'll go five points. Um, I think I think is the margin of victory. I will go for it. We'll fly through some uh, Talchin Cup games. So in Group 1, we've got Leash against Offaly and London against Cavan. I'm not going to ask you too much about Cavan-London because I think we're we're both going yeah. for a comprehensive, comfortable Cavan win yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but but Leash-Offaly, I mean, I think Offaly are heavy favourites, to be fair. Um, yeah. But you look at it and think, could Leash do that? And probably not. Uh, but, you know, yeah. but I guess this one's probably one-sided yeah. as well. Um, um, yeah, I think you know, I'm gonna go for offlay to nick a bike goal. I think you know, I kinda I say, you know, by free free offlay points I think would be enough so different. I definitely think it's a derby, at least will be fired up for you know to have lost in the fashion they did against Calvin. You know, it's fair enough to see five to Dublin, but you know, against the fellow Halton Cup team it's it's not exactly, you know, ideal, but I do think after that game there, like, it's not going to be... It's Yeah, I'm going to have to back them there. Like, you know, this, this is a team that couldn't get out of Division 4 against a team that probably, you know, on their day could... They were playing Division 2 last season, so I think... I, I, I've I no doubt, you know, that we've seen the best of... um. I wouldn't say the hammer leash, but, you know... David Dempsey, Keen Farrell, many others, you know, there's... You know, Neil McNamee isn't going anywhere, you know, he's like a fine wine... So, yeah, I have to go there, and you know they're obviously, yeah, I think you know they they've picked up, especially after losing a manager mid-season. Um, but you know for Liam Curran, so yeah, it's definitely going to be a one there. And at least they've been, you know, I always thought they were bearing Division Four luck, but yeah, yeah, where you belong, and they just haven't been. Uh, they haven't been, you know, hitting the high note, high notes. You know, I don't, I don't know, oh, like, but probably needs to be a big, big change in this. After the championship for them, like, but yeah, yeah. Mikey says here, Leash have it in them to overturn Offaly. Remember the Leinster championship last year? Offaly slipped up against who? I think it was Wexford actually who beat Offaly last year. Yeah, it was. I. 
But yeah. um, but at the same but at the same time, like Leash do have good players in them. Like even again, I was watching the game against Calvin for the opening half. I thought they actually played quite well. They were competitive. Um, Evan O'Carroll got himself a goal. Um, but I think but I think yeah. Um, there we go. I suppose he was saying Wexford aren't better than Leash. They're, they're probably not, but Wexford are such a strange one. They, they, they're a bit like, as you said, with Kildare. They, they raise the levels to the teams they play at the best yeah. times. Um, but we'll get on to them a little bit later. Uh, Denise says Longford have lost Darren Gallagher to injury. Rian Brady and McGivney brothers all left after the O'Byrne Cup victory. Longford were classed with all those players. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. Of, yeah, definitely a lot of worrying signs from a Longford perspective. Uh, the group two matches then Waterford against Mead and Tipperary against Down. Are, are we both going with Mead and Down victories here? I mean, can Tipperary do Mead something against Down? I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. Down, Down are definitely, you know, they beat them in the league and they've only come better in championship. And, you know, um, no, not going to read them too much beating Donegal. It's not, it's, you know, we're, we're giving away wins to everybody, but um, it's, it's not going to be. Uh it's I'm gonna have to back Tipperary I'm gonna have to back down. Yeah, and as as for me yeah. Like no disrespect to Waterford, you know they're about London, New York level. You know, I really you know, they're just they're the weapon boys of every league and I wanna be I wanna be as respectful as I can to Waterford. You know, they've about one or two ones in the maximum per season. But uh you have to keep it you know, you have to keep it realistic there, like you know, over and again that Division four semi final against Antrim a few years ago. They haven't really been last ten years have been a dull affair and I haven't seen anything in their opening game to change it, you know. So yeah, I'm gonna give like thirteen point one to me for something like yeah, it's gonna be pretty one sided. Yeah, Dublin is great, says uh, if Mead and Down do not win, they'll be in big trouble. Yeah, yeah, they definitely will. And obviously both of those two sides like are it's it's kind of like I think the group stages in the Talchin Cup. I don't know if they really work. To be perfectly honest with mm. you, like you're seeing a lot of, you've like run through a lot of these games, and a lot yeah. of them will be quite quite comfortable. Yeah. Um, cool. but, but but yeah, but I think Mead yeah. and Down be be very very comfortable yeah. comfortable victories there. Uh, looking at Group Three, Carlo against Limerick and Longford against Wicklow. I suppose two games that will probably be a bit more competitive here, especially Carlo against Limerick. Um, like and especially after Carlo yeah. beating Wicklow, um, like if. If Carlo could pull off a result here, it'd be incredible. Like at Limerick were in Division Two at the start of the season. I think they will be favourites to beat Carlo, and I think they will beat Carlo. But at the same time, like if Carlo can get something here, then that's them. That's them definitely out of the group. Yeah, there was Carlo's designated home game, and you know, look, Sean Gannon, you know, is is as good as a midfielder you'd find anywhere. But this this is a Limerick team that left it behind against Cork. They really, you know, could have took it up a notch against them, you know, and this is a team, you know, they've got to Division 2, like, you know, they were there because they are going, yeah, yeah, they struggled, they maybe got only a draw and whatnot, like, but they're not, you know, they're not that bad, like, and you'd have to, you'd have to always say the teams that are relegated from Division 2 be one of the stronger teams there, so, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go out, um, and say, Carlo B. Wexford, I'm gonna say five points or Carlo v Limerick. I'm gonna to have to say five points to Limerick. I I do I do think Carlo would have a good season there, and there is there is another one for them later. Maybe you know, but it was a local derby against Wicklow. They could do something against Longford, but that's there. And Wicklow Longford Longford by three points. You know, I think you know if Wicklow can't beat Carlo and Longford managed by Paddy Christie, they have a lot more experience at a higher level with divisions and stuff there and. Austin McConville is just a bit newer to the inter-county management scene. I still think he's a great coach, but yeah, I'm going to have to give my backing to Longford. Yeah, I do agree with, with Limerick. I think they will be too strong for Carlo, but probably would edge edge it for Wicklow, to be honest. I actually think it would be a bit more comfortable. I think it would be a four or five-point win for, for Wicklow, to be honest. I think Long, as, as Denise was saying there, with some of Longford's injuries, um, it just hasn't worked under Paddy Christie and, and, and whether... Yeah. You know, next yeah. year hopefully we can get a bit, get, you know, get, get get the sort of um, you know lads back into the side and get things running. But it just hasn't worked for Longford, and unfortunately the the trend has been that they've just been getting beat by everyone pretty much. Um, so I do fancy yeah. Wicklow to win that one and respond. I think Oshie McConville will be laying into the lads after that defeat to, to Carlo and Furness. Um, but we've got Wexford against Antrim and Leitrim against Fermanagh in Group Four. 
I suppose, like, it's, I mean, it's an interesting one, like, both Wexford and Antrim were, you know, I suppose they caused, I, would, I wouldn't say Antrim's win against Leitrim was a surprise as such, but it was a big surprise, the margin of win, um, and then Wexford obviously yeah. getting a draw against Fermanagh, like, Fermanagh promoted from Division 2, probably one of the favourites, and rightly so, um, yeah. so it's an interesting one, like, for, for, for about Wexford and Antrim, like, and like if Antrim can win, that'd be another huge win for them, and and that'd be them possibly eyeing up uh, finishing as uh, group winners. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to back Antrim here. You know, I look, look Wexford done good there. I said earlier in the year they'd won the Telchin Cup, and I still stand by that there. But I think Antrim have something massive at stake here. You know, in RS like, and, and Andy McIntyre, I think is a lot more to more to prove. I, I'm gonna have to get my full backing to Antrim here, like you know, because they've been. They've been they've been quite good, like since getting knocked out of Ulster, and you know they were, you know they're they're hitting missing division three and all the rest there. You know they got well barred by Westmeath, but I think they've really grown into themselves now. Like and um, it's just because they come from an ultimately tougher province that they just lack that there. Like but no, I, I I'm gonna have to yeah say say Antrim's there like and all the rest again. De- Declan Lynch's you know has. As good of a defender as you'll find anywhere, so not saying that there. And you know Matthew Fitzpatrick, you know a, a great, great footballer. So yeah, I'm gonna have to get my full back in the Antrim. And uh, as for the other game, which is for Man Leitrim, I'm gonna go out and back Leitrim because it's their last game in Carrick and Shannon this year. And I know for Man, I got the Vroom Division Two, and I know I promoted, predicted an Ulster final for them. But this is this is you know after two. You know, lot big loss to Antrim, can beat by New York. You know, surely if Leitrim aren't motivated to go out beat for Mana, they may as well give up. Like I'm not, I'm not being harsh on Leitrim, like, but you know, it's the wheels are all falling off. Run. This is this is a real do or die situation. I know they could still get to the preliminary quarters if they won their game against Wexford, but uh, still, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a tough one to battle. Yeah, yeah, I suppose uh, Mikey was saying here, I think Longford will beat Wicklow. They had a good performance against Limerick. They did have a good performance in fairness, um, so may- maybe that yep. will stamp them going into going into the game against uh, Wicklow. Keane says, hopefully Leitrim can get up and running against Fermanagh. They threw it away against Antrim. A win for Leitrim could change everything and get them back into contention. And uh, Wexford to take Antrim at home and Fermanagh to knock Leitrim out of the Talchian in the uh, local derby. Um, yeah, I think I'll go for, I, I think in, in terms of my own, I think I, w- I will back Antrum. Like, I think I've gone, gone against Antrum quite a lot this year. And I think I have to, you have to give credit to Andy McIntyre. He definitely is getting a tune out of this Antrum side. And um, they're, they're picking up big wins and, and big results. And I think they will be too strong for, for Wexford. You, you never quite know at Wexford. They do tend to produce the odd good, big performance. But I think they've, They've had their yearly good performance now uh, on, on already, so I think I think things you know normality will resume, and Antrim will beat them comfortably. And uh, as you said there with Leitrim for Mana, like I do think Leitrim will, will play well. I think they'll raise the standards, but I just think for Mana will will beat them. I think for Mana will just edge. It. I think for Mana just have a bit more quality. Um, but there we go. There we go. Uh, Dublin is great if Leitrim do not win. They are. Dead. Uh, I wouldn't go as far as that. That's probably a little bit, a little bit farther. Um, but there we go. Denise says, "Is there a possibility that Mayo and Kerry could draw, uh, or does there have to be a winner on the day?" Um, uh, yeah, they can draw. They can draw because it's a group, it's group, group stages, game, yeah. So they can draw. Um, but yeah, I suppose before we finish up, player of the week, bet of the week. What are you thinking? Oh, are you you asking my player of the week from last week, or the player to look out for this week, or so? A player to look out for for this week, yeah. <laughs> a play, player to look out for this week. Well, well, as you're all about who's going to be the best player, I'll have to give it to David Clifford. That's that's going to be pretty pretty obvious. But I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna say the most high profile, <laughs> file man in the country is gonna go out and um, get it there and all the rest there. But um, if I had to go with someone out there, yeah, Jack Kearney. You're right. You dug the words out of my mouth there. Jack Carney, Denise. Yeah, I'm going to have to go out and say that Jack Carney has no doubt got to put in a massive performance um, this week there. So, yeah. But, um, you know, he's obviously... He'll do well for me. He'll be a bright light among a, a poor team. But, um, 
RS. But yeah, I think um, there's a lot of noise and, and rumble throughout um, everything. But uh, yeah, I'll have to go that there. Um, root and um, yeah, Slego. I think Jack Lavins look good from coming from the under twenty. So I'd have to go there, like you know, if they get drawn against Kildare. Yeah, yeah. I suppose there is there is a lot of great players. In fairness, it's hard to, to hard to kind of think of one off the top. But yeah, like I, th I think I think like looking at the Galway Tyrone game, I do have a f feeling Padraig Hamsey is going to have a brilliant game for Tyrone. So I think I might go with with him to be uh, I suppose player of the week. Um, and then in terms of I suppose bet of the week, um, because it, I suppose there's probably not a game. So maybe Carlo to turn over Limerick. I think might be a surprise. Yeah. Um, may, may, maybe that one. But yeah, the probably. Well, or, but I you think, said it, yeah. Sligo Kildare draw, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So is that those? Those my bet. <laughs> yeah. Mikey says, uh, Podge Collins for for clear. He could do. He could yeah. do. Could have a big game. In fairness, um, I suppose before we finish up, then uh, your own podcast, GA Zone. Where can people it's find back it? Tonight. It's back um, Yeah. Yeah, you can find it on Spotify and all the usual podcast platforms. And we'll start on a streamer live stream before it being uploaded there. Probably similar enough to actually what you do. With your own uh, channel, but um, it's going to be on the on Facebook, you know. I, I, you know, I'm better cheap getting outbound for the, the better streaming hard package, but um, you know, if, if I ain't there, just because I have the biggest audience here, like, so it's easier just to get things going there. We're talking to Wayne McNamara, a former Limerick hurler, you know, looking back at Limerick season and looking at some of the big games at this weekend. So, yeah. Perfect, perfect. Well, look, we'll, we'll go ahead and, uh, and wrap this up here. So, cheers, Patrick, very much for coming on and yep. yeah for everyone who's tuning in if you could hit the like button and subscribe that'd be absolutely fantastic and thank you very much for watching and we'll speak to you soon